the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls. Over the last few years, I have built a business that allowed me to quit my nine to five, spend more time with the ones that I love, and live my best life. Now, I'm sharing everything I learned along the way with you. Each week, my guests and I will share actionable tips, tangible advice, and honest conversations to help you build your dream business. So get ready to take notes and put in the work because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Girl Means Business podcast. This week, we are talking all about creating a brand and finding your voice, finding your style. So when you think about your brand, when you think about your company, your business, you need to have a very clear vision for what you want people to associate with your brand. When you think about some of these bigger brands out there, you think of Apple and Target or Nike or Lululemon or whatever companies you work with, they all have a very specific brand, style, voice, attributes, logo, all these things. And those are the things that help them to stand out in a market, that help them to become recognizable names in a household. You think about things like Nike. Everybody knows the Nike logo. Everybody knows the Nike swish mark. They know that the tagline is just do it. They know what that brand stands for. They know who that target audience is, and they know what products and services they can expect from that brand. That is what you need to create in your own business so that your potential clients know what to expect when they are working with you. So today, I want to talk to you a little bit about what exactly a brand is and how you can create yours now. I'm going to give you some really specific tips and some homework, basically, that you can start working on so that you can start creating your own brand so that people will recognize you just like they recognize those big name brands that I mentioned just a second ago. All right, are you ready to get started? It's going to be a little bit of work this week, but bear with me because I think it's going to have some really great payout and you're going to really love the results you get if you put in the work to creating your brand. So let's start with what exactly is a brand? And I touched on this briefly a minute ago, but a brand is more than just a website, a logo, a color scheme, a web, you know, the, the images you put on your social media page. It's so much more than that. It's all those things combined, but it's also the feeling that people get when they interact with your company. You think about places like Apple. Okay, Apple has built a brand around this technology, but it's more than just the technology. They're about service. They're about being ahead of the curve. They're about being, you know, accessible to everybody, but also feeling high end. And so you think about when you go into an Apple store, the feeling you get, you feel like you've walked into kind of this futuristic world and that you are part of the future. And that's the feeling that they want their brand, that their brand has. That's what they're presenting as their brand. You think about a brand like Target, okay? Target's brand, you think about Target, you immediately see their logo, you see their title, you know exactly who they are, you know what they offer, and you know the feeling you're going to get when you walk in there. For me, it's a feeling of excitement because you never know what amazing deals you're going to find, amazing products you're going to find. You're going to feel like you are 
in a really well, clean, nice kept building, you're going to have these bright lights and bright aisles and big spaces and end caps and colorful things and things coming at you. And they're always coming up with new ways to present things to you. You can grab a Starbucks and walk around and drink coffee while you're shopping. That's a brand I want to be involved with. So it's all about the feeling that your brand gives people. So you need to start thinking about words. I want you to come up with a list. This is your homework assignment number one. Come up with a list of words that you want to have associated with your brand. You want to think about things like, is my brand adventurous? Is my brand quiet? Is my brand colorful? Is it bold? Is it vibrant? Is it exciting? Is it romantic? Is it soft? Is it um, whatever the words are that you want people to associate with your business, your product, your service, your experience, because all of those things combined are what create your brand. And that is, it's a little intimidating at times because you think of that's a lot to deal with. That's a lot to work with. You've got to have everything has to sync together and work really well. But it's also when it comes together, it's beautiful and it's amazing. And it makes you feel so confident in the product, the service and the business that you're presenting to your clients. So once you come up with a list of those words of how you want your business to be thought of, those are going to be your starting off points for everything else. So your next step is to define sort of your brand voice. Okay. Now, when I say your brand voice, for most of you listening, you are your business. It's you and that's it. You might have a VA, you might have someone that helps you out of it from time to time, but for the most part, your business is you. And so you need to be a big part of your brand. I don't want you to create a brand that is so different from yourself that you aren't able to put yourself into your brand. So for example, with my photography business. My brand has kind of evolved over the years. And it this is definitely something I want to just side note here. Your brand is not something that you're going to sit down in one sitting and come up with necessarily. It's going to be something that's going to evolve. It's going to take time. It's going to change as you change and as you define your business a little bit more. And there's nothing wrong with adjusting your brand and all the things that go into your brand as your business grows. So for me in the beginning, when I was doing photography and I was shooting a little bit of everything, my brand was very basic. It was very, um, I wanted muted tones. I didn't want anything really bold. I didn't want a ton of color because I was trying to appeal to everybody. I was trying to appeal to families who had little kids. I was trying to appeal to high school seniors and to couples and to parents with school-age children that wanted family sessions, you know, all the things. And so I was just sort of middle of the road. I was very much kind of on the fence about things. And as I started to really understand who I wanted to work with, and I started to understand more about what my style was, I began to create a brand that had a very clear voice, a very clear vision, a very clear um, presence, a very clear color scheme, um, a logo, all the things fell into place. And so even though my brand has evolved and I feel very confident and very comfortable with what I have now, that doesn't mean it won't change. It doesn't mean that in five years from now, it's going to look completely different because the my style might change, my voice might change as I get 
older, the people that I'm working with, they might change. My ideal client might change a little bit. So these are all things that it's not a set in stone process. So I don't want you thinking that you're going to sit down today with a piece of paper. You're going to listen to this episode. You're going to take notes and you're going to have your brand figured out by the end of the day. It's not going to happen that quickly for most people. You're going to have to take some time to really dive into all the aspects of your brand. So having said that, going back to the fact that you are part of your brand. So you need to own the role that you play in your business and in your brand. So your story comes into play here. There's a lot of aspects of your life that have led you to creating this business. So whether that means that you have a backstory about how you struggled with infertility and you and your husband tried for years to get pregnant and once you finally did or you adopted or whatever and now you are a newborn photographer and you love helping families who are struggling to start a family on their own, then that's part of your brand. Your story needs to be part of your brand. And if you haven't been sharing your story and your purpose behind your business, you need to start doing that because not only will that build your no like, and trust factor, which you've heard me say quite a bit, and you know that's important, but it will also help you to inject yourself and your mission into your business. Maybe your backstory is you just want to have something that's yours. You've been a stay-at-home mom and you want to have something that's not for your kids and not for your husband. You want something that's just for you. So you started a business out of something that you enjoyed as a hobby and you want to have extra income to go on vacations or spend at Christmas or to treat your parents to dinner from time to time, things like that. That's a valid why, that's a valid part of your story, and you need to be sharing that because you're going to appeal to other people who have those same ideas and values and backstories. So don't try to hide who you are behind your brand. You, Who you are needs to be front and center as your brand. That also includes your personality. If you are a loud, outgoing, talkative, vivacious, um, you know, extrovert, then don't try to be a brand that's quiet and calm and reserved and peaceful because you're going to feel like you're faking it all the time and it's never going to work. People are going to see through that right away. I do not claim whatsoever to be calm and reserved and quiet. I don't speak to you in a monotone, low voice like this, like I'm in a meditation video. That's not who I am. But I'm also not going to come out here and talk to you and be like, hey, girl, what's up? Like, that's not who I am either. You need to be you. I love listening to other podcasters. I love Jasmine Starr. She's one of my favorites. I love listening to her. I cannot, for the life of me, incorporate the word boo into my conversations the way that she does. But that's her. That's her brand. That's not who I am. So you need to be authentically you. You need to look at your voice, you look at your personality, and you look at your style. You know, my style, as you'll see in some of the videos that I post, I like neutral colors. I don't go bold and bright and colorful. I don't need a big colorful background behind me. I'm very simple. I like for my personality to shine against that. The same thing comes out in my photos. You look at my photography page, my Instagram page, you're going to see a lot of darker backdrops with pops of color where the, the client, the person in the photo is what stands out. That's how I see myself interjecting into my brand. So do you kind of understand, does that make a little sense about how you are part of your brand? It's all sort of intertwined and, and woven together. 
that your personality, your style, your vision, your voice, all of these things are sort of the foundation for your brand. So I don't want you to run away from that. I don't want you to shy away from that. I want you to embrace the fact that who you are is what's going to draw people to your brand. There is no reason to be ashamed. If you are like, oh, but I just wish I could be more of an extrovert. I wish I could be more outgoing. I wish I could be louder. I wish I could be more vivacious. No, you need to be who you are because that is what people are looking for. You know, I go to somebody who is louder than me and crazier than me. And I'm like, whoa, that's a little too much for me. But I also will go to some people who are calm and mellow and quiet. I'm like, oh, this is nice. I don't know that I want this all the time, but if this is nice, it's different. I connect the best when I'm with people who are on my level. And so you are going to attract people on your level when you are being you. But again, I I can't say this enough, guys. Don't try to be something you're not because you're just going to end up feeling like you're faking it and your clients are going to see right through it every time. So, okay. So that was number one, finding out who you are, your personality, and injecting that into your brand. That kind of goes back to that list of words. You know, make sure the list of words of what you want people to feel when they come across or come in contact with your brand, those words need to match up with your personality, your backstory, your why, all those things. All right. So now we're going to go through the who and the what. So who... You are going to get so sick of me saying this, guys. I know you hear me say it all the time. You have to know who you're talking to. You have to know who your ideal client is. If you don't know who your ideal client is, you cannot create a brand that's for them. So make sure you are very clear on who your ideal client is because your ideal client is going to drive your brand. It's going to help you choose your colors, your logo, your tagline, your marketing materials, all these things, because that's who you're trying to attract. So really knowing, understanding who your ideal client is will help you choose your brand and define your brand. The second part is the what. What are you offering? Are you offering a product? Are you offering a service? Are you offering a combination of the two? Are you selling online? Are you selling in person? Do you have a storefront? Do you not? Being very clear on what it is that your clients are going to receive from you is going to help you with your brand as well. You need to know exactly the type of products, what they are. You need to know all the details about them. You know, for me, I offer a ton of albums. So I want my albums to have a very high end luxury feel because my brand is a high end luxury brand. You know, boudoir photography is not a must have, it's a I want. And so I'm not going to offer things that are low, um, you know, a lower value because my clients are coming to me for an experience and not just a product, but the product they get should also match the experience they're getting, which is a luxury experience. If your brand is appealing more to the mom who is on a one income family, who's busy with three kids and barely has time to get herself dressed in the morning, but you want her to have a really nice shirt that she can wear and you're pricing that at a price point that is affordable to a one income family, that's your brand and you need to get behind that. It's easy to get caught up in what other brands are doing and trying to compare yourself. Don't compare yourself. Okay, now that's two times I've referenced something back to the beginning of this podcast. If you have not gone back and listened to episode two, and I believe episode three or four about 
finding your ideal client and avoiding comparison, now's the time to go do that because both of those things are going to help you influence your brand because you need to focus on making your brand about you and not about anybody else. It would be really easy for me to sit down and listen to Amy Porterfield, Jenna Kutcher, Rachel Hollis, Jasmine Starr, and some of these other amazing podcasters and go, God, they're so good. I love this and I love that and I love this and I want to be more like this and I want to be doing these things. I'm not them and they're not me. And if you're listening to this, it's because there's something about me that you're drawn to and you feel connected to me and you might feel connected to them as well. But I, if I was trying to be somebody else, there's going to come a time when you're going to look at me and go, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel like she's being her natural self. So you need to make sure you're not trying to compare yourself to somebody else. You're not trying to fit yourself into what somebody else is doing. Your brand is all about your brand. Don't worry about being completely different than everybody else. Don't worry about being exactly the same as everybody else. Just be you. Just be your brand. All right. And then the next one, this is a fun one. This is going to be an activity you get to do with yourself. It's your beliefs. It's your why. You need to have a very clear understanding of why it is you do what you do. Okay. And it wasn't until recently that I became crystal clear on why I do what I do in my photography business and why I do what I do in the girl means business, um, business. And it took a lot for me to understand that because for a long time I was being very surface level. I was like, Oh, well, I want to help women. I like women. I want to help women. Okay. Well that didn't go deep enough. So here's what I want you to think about when you're thinking about your why it's really easy to start with surface level. Okay. We're going to start with level one surface level. Why do you do what you do? It could be something as simple as I want to make more money. It could be something as simple as I want to be home with my kids. I want to be able to go on vacation with my family. I need money to help pay off debt. I want to help people that are struggling in this area. I want to provide clothing for women who to feel good about themselves. I want to help women feel beautiful with hair and makeup. I want to provide gorgeous flowers for someone's wedding day. I want to fill in the blank, whatever it might be. Okay, that's your first level. Now, I want you to go deeper than that. I want you to go like seven layers deeper than that. And here's how you do that. I want you to think about the next level below that. Think about, you know, when kids, most of us have kids. And if you don't, you've been around kids and you know that they're asking a million questions and their questions are usually why. And so when you're thinking about your why, I want you to ask yourself, but why about five or six times. So for example, I'll start with mine. So for photography, boudoir photography, my why, I want to help women feel beautiful. Well, why? Because I don't always feel beautiful and I know what that feels like and I want other women to feel beautiful. Okay, why? Well, because I've always struggled with my weight. I've always struggled with feeling like that I'm not the prettiest one in the room. Okay, well, why? Um, Well, because a lot of times, especially since becoming a mom and becoming a wife, I don't feel seen. I feel like I get hidden behind all these other titles. I want to feel seen. I want to feel heard. I want to feel like I'm important. And so I've only gone about four levels deep with this so far, but do you see how the more you ask yourself why, the deeper you go? So now instead of my why just being, I want to help women feel beautiful, 
my wine has just now gone to something completely different, which is not completely different, but it's gone to a whole nother level, which is I want to help women feel seen. I want to help women feel heard. And I want to help women feel beautiful again, because we all deserve to feel that way. And had I just stayed at the top level and not gone those extra layers deep, I wouldn't really be able to fully understand my brand. I wouldn't be able to incorporate that into my why, my story, my purpose. And when you start sharing your why and your purpose with your followers, they really start to connect with that. And you start to really see your ideal clients come out of the woodwork. Because I guarantee you, a lot of you listening right now that are moms and women, you just resonated with everything I said. You have been hiding behind your title as a mom. You don't feel beautiful anymore. You maybe have gained weight since having babies or kids, or you haven't had time to take care of yourself. You want to feel beautiful again. And these are all things that like you now are connecting with what I've just said, and you are now resonating with my brand. And that is a powerful thing. That's what you want your clients to do. You want them to really connect and resonate with your brand. So really understand your why. So that's an exercise that you need to do and take a lot of time to do. Because if you are, (coughs) if you rush through that, you are going to miss out on a huge part of your brand. You have to know your why. Everything comes back to the why. On those days when you are struggling On those days when you're like, I just want to quit. I can't do this anymore. You go back to your why. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. So a little side story here about why your why is so important. I recently have been feeling kind of burned out with my photography business and just in general burned out. And I had a session coming up and a boudoir session. And I was like, oh, it's, it's a cold day. I'm exhausted. My kids are in school. I really would just want to sit on the couch and watch Hallmark movies. I just don't want to get up. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this. I'm tired. Yada, yada, yada. All the excuses. I went out to the studio, my client came in, she sat in the makeup chair, we chatted for an hour, we had this amazing connection. Guys, she was my ideal client incarnate. Like, what I put on paper as my ideal client was brought to life in this woman. Like, it's like I created her out of thin air. She could not have been more my ideal client. 
almost down to the exact name. And I did not want to be there at the time, but once I started connecting with her, it just was incredible. And we got down to all of these things that are in my why. Okay. We got down to the fact that like she had been feeling like she was not as attractive as she used to be before kids. She had lost some weight and was working out, but she was struggling to feel beautiful. She'd been told her whole life by photographers, by people that she was not photogenic, photo, no, my gosh, I can't say that word, photogenic. And when I showed her pictures at the end of the session, after this two, three hour amount of time we'd spent together and we got to know each other and we were having these deep conversations and laughing and crying and all these things. And I show her her photos and she looks at me and she just gets this look on her face and she says, Oh my God, that's me. I'm pretty. And she tears up and I start tearing up and it was all this stuff. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, you are. You're beautiful. And it was that moment where I was like, okay, this is my why. This is why I continue to do what I do. And I need to be reminded of that. And so if you are very clear in your why, those hard moments, those hard days when you're like, I'm just tired, I'm just done, you're going to be able to keep pushing through because you're going to come back to that why, you're going to remember the whole reason you're doing this in the first place, and it's going to be that much easier to keep going. So take some time to really sit down and do that exercise. Really ask yourself, but why? And then go another layer, but why? And then go another layer, but why? And just keep going. And until you reach that point where you're like, oh my gosh, I've gone seven layers deep and this is powerful stuff. And right there, guys, that's content. Okay. That's content to put on your social media. That's content to put on your website. That's content to put into your blog post content. Your why is your content. It's also a huge part of your brand. And when someone comes to your website, which we're going to talk about in a second with your website, you need to find a way to phrase your why into a mission statement that becomes your tagline. Simple as that. I'm going to say that again. Your why becomes your mission statement, which becomes your tagline. So when someone comes to your website to find your products or your service, and they see your tagline, it's going to resonate with them because they now understand the reason why you are doing the business that you're doing. Okay, moving on. So the next thing is we're going to talk about your brand voice, your logos, your colors, your fonts, and your website. So this is the more like physical aspects of your brand. So, so far we've been talking about all the behind the scenes stuff about what makes your brand, you know, your story, your voice, your why, your who, your what, your experience, all those things. Now let's talk about sort of the more tactical things. So your brand voice. Again, this goes back to your personality voice. Are you fun? Are you outgoing? Are you quirky? Are you adventurous? Are you quiet? Are you shy? Are you introverted? Are you... Um, you know, update with pop culture. Do you use a lot of slang words? Do you talk in a more like formal voice? These are all things that are going to be part of your brand. Again, I go back to the Jasmine Star reference. Jasmine Star uses a lot of terminology that is popular with more millennial age group, I guess you could say. And I don't talk like that because I just, that's not who I am. That's not my brand. And it's not part of what makes my brand what it is. So I'm very careful to make sure that I'm not using those, that terminology. But I do 
talk the way I would talk to my friends. I don't try to change the way I talk. I talk like I would naturally talk with in a conversation with my friends. My voice is conversational. If that's not your voice, then that's fine. You need to find what your voice is. You need to find what your brand voice is. So again, go back to kind of making a list of words. What are some words that you would use to describe your voice? And again, that could be asking, ask your friends, ask your family, hey, when I talk, do I have, you know, what are some words you would use to describe the way I talk? And that might be a weird question to ask some people, but you might get some cool responses back. You never know. All right. The next one is logo. So you want to make sure that your logo also is a huge representative of your brand. Because if you think about logos, when you think about like Apple and Target and Walmart and all these places, their logo is very much something that you recognize right away. You know, you recognize the silver apple for Apple. You recognize the bullseye for Target. You know, you recognize the swoosh for the Nike brand. So your logo needs to be something that becomes something people can recognize. So you can use symbols, you can use graphics, you can use words, you can use a combination of all of the above. So for my photography business and for Girl Means Business, I choose to go with just the title, just words, but I use colors mixed in, which we'll talk about in a second. For some brands, they want to have like a design, whether it's a a circle or a photo or a flower or whatever it might be. The nice thing about having a combination of the, of the two is that as your brand becomes larger, more recognizable, people can recognize just the graphic and then know immediately that it associates with your brand title. So you have to choose on that one what works best for you and your brand. I don't want you to have to force yourself into using a graphic that doesn't fit your brand. You don't need to do that. But if it's something that automatically goes, if you have you know, the word diamond in your company name and you want to use a diamond or you are a destination wedding photographer who specializes in, you know, elopements for adventure couples, then you can have mountains in your logo or you could have um, a palm tree if you do weddings on the beach, things like that. So your logo needs to definitely fit your, um, your brand, but also what it is that you do. It doesn't need to be, it has to have that connection. You can't just randomly pick a photo and or a graphic and it not tie into what you do in your business. All right. The next one is colors, your brand colors. So this is a big one because colors can have a couple different meanings behind them. They evoke emotions that we don't always think about. So for example, if you are, if your brand is bright and you are outgoing and and bold and powerful, then you might want to use yellows and oranges and reds because those are ones that show off or represent like fun, humor, creativity, energy, stamina, vitality, all these things. Those are going to be colors. They're going to get people feeling excited and like pumped up. If your brand is a little bit calmer, if your brand is soothing, then you want to go with like greens and blues and purples because those are the colors that are going to represent more um, an aesthetic, aesthetic, I cannot say that word, that is representative more like say yoga companies or um, spas, things like that. They tend to use softer, more neutral um, palettes. A lot of higher end luxury brands are going to use things like blacks and grays and navies. Um, and then, of course, you have like your gold, silver, rose gold, um, all those things. So choosing 
a palette that matches your brand. Now, here's one thing you can do. I know that sometimes choosing a color palette isn't always easy. So I would start by going to Pinterest and create a board on Pinterest that is like this has brands or branding and start pinning pins to that that have visually. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passions, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Um, visually appealing graphics that you find that you like, whatever it is that you're drawn to. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about what's in the photo necessarily, but more what color palettes are you drawn to? You know, for me, I found in doing this activity, this is where I realized that I really loved like rich, deep jewel tones. You know, I love dark greens and blacks and navies and rich purples and burgundies and those kinds of things. And so that helped me create my palette for my photography business. And so if you start looking at the photos that you're pinning, you'll start to see a pattern of, you know, come out of that. Then what you can do is let's say you have one photo that just really speaks to you. Maybe it's a photo that's on your Instagram. Maybe it's a photo that's on your website. Maybe it's a photo you find on Pinterest. Either one's fine. There's a website you can go to called palettefx.com. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes. You can go there and you can upload a photo that you feel like represents your brand. And it will tell you what colors. It will give you a color palette from that photo. And that will include like the hex code so that you can use those moving it forward with, you know, designing in Canva or Photoshop or InDesign. You can use it on your website, all those things. So knowing sort of what colors you are representing in your brand sets a tone for what people are going to see when they come to your website, what 
they're going to see when they come to your social media pages, you need to have kind of a consistent color scheme. If you go to Instagram and you look at some of these brands that you really love, you'll notice they all sort of have their images have a color scheme to them. Some of them are going to be really neutral. There's a food blogger that I follow that I love and all of her photos are very um, blues and grays. And so even though her food isn't blue and gray, every image has a blue and a gray undertone to it with little pops of color here and there with the food. But every photo has that same color palette to it. You know, there are some fashion bloggers that I follow and one of them I love and so outside of my comfort zone when it comes to color, but her colors are so bold. There's yellows and bright pinks and oranges and bright greens and bright blues. Everything is really bright and cheerful and colorful and in your face. And every time I come across her feed, it gets me super excited. And that's the emotion you want your clients to feel when they come through, come across your brand, whether it's on social media, your website, Pinterest, wherever you want them to have an emotional reaction to it. And so figuring out that color palette that fits your emotional brand is perfect. So with my photography, with my boudoir, again, those rich, deep jewel tones, it has sort of this elegant, um, it has a luxury feel to it. It has sort of the sexiness to it, because when you think boudoir photography, you want to think sexy. And so even in my studio, I have a blue velvet couch. I have a dark green foresty backdrop. I've got like really rich colors so that when they see their photos, it matches the same color palette they've seen on my Instagram, my Facebook, and my website. And it gives them this feeling of sort of this luxurious experience that they're going to get when they come and work with me. Whatever it is, the whatever the experience and the feeling you want your clients to have, that needs to be portrayed in your color palette as well. So again, that's Palette FX. I will link to it so that you can click on it and go test it out to see what um, colors you are representing currently in your brand and then see which way you need to tweak it if you need to. All right, the last two are your font and your website. So fonts, this is a big one, guys. I know right now a lot of the trend is these like swirly curly fonts you can't read those fonts. You have to make sure the font you choose is readable. A lot of websites I come across, especially wedding websites, guys, I'm I'm speaking to you, those in the wedding industry, a ton of wedding websites like to have these really elaborate like titles that are these swirly letters. And I'm looking at it going, I have no clue what that says. So choose your fonts wisely. Make sure the fonts are easy to read and make sure that they are the color on your website, especially is easy to read. So if you have a black background and you've got like a off white font, it's going to be harder to read. If you're going to do a dark background, you need to have a bright white font. If you've got a light background, you're going to want a darker font, a, you know, a black or a navy or dark, dark gray, even like a foresty green, just make sure it's easy to read. And I would suggest finding two to three fonts that fit your brand and use those across the board. This is one of the reasons why I like Canva. Canva is really good at allowing you to upload your own fonts so that when you create graphics, you can use the fonts that match your brand. And then the last one is your website. Your website, and this kind of goes with social media too. Your website is sort of the culmination of your brand. So all the things that we've talked about, your story, 
your why, your ideal client, your experience, your product, your voice, all of that needs to be represented on your website. So keep your website simple, keep it easy to navigate, and we'll talk more about websites in another um, issue or episode, but keep it simple, keep it easy to read, keep it easy to navigate. You want to make sure your clients know who you are, what you do, and how they can get a hold of you. It's that simple. Who you are, what you do, how they can get a hold of you. They also need to know just visually what your brand is about. So again, if your brand is bold and vibrant and colorful, have lots of color, have lots of bright photos, have lots of of just all kinds of imagery on there that's going to pop off the screen. If your brand is more neutral and calm and quiet, then have a soothing feel to it. When they come to your website, you want people to feel comforted. So this is another example of the time when you can use what I call the mom test. So you've created your website. I want you to ask a handful of people who are not familiar with your business and who are not in the same industry as you. That's why I suggest a mom and who are not completely tech savvy, again, your mom, (laughs) and ask them to look at your website and give you five words that describe your business. You'll be surprised at what they come up with. If the five words they come up with are the same five words that you had on your branding exercise from the beginning of this episode, perfect. If it's not, you need to fix it. So I love doing the mom test because Again, it not only tells you what words are they using to describe your website, it'll also tell you, especially if you're watching them do like navigate your website, it'll let them, you know, like, are they able to find information easily? What questions do they have? Are there, is there something I'm not addressing on my website that answers a question a potential client might have? So these are all really good feedback. Always ask for feedback. It never hurts. You can post in the Girl Means Business um, Facebook group if you want. Go on there or on the Facebook page and say, hey, here's my website. Would somebody be willing to look at it? Let us help you. I'm more than happy to do that. So feel free to post in there as well. But again, ask your family, ask your friends to kind of give you some feedback and give you five words that describe the feeling they get, not just what your business does. I want them to tell you what feeling, what emotion does your website or your brand evoke in them? Because ultimately, that's what it is, guys. A brand is all about what feeling are we creating with this all-encompassing aspects of our business. You know, and just in a quick review, your brand is everything from who you are, what your personality is, the story behind your why, what what your business is about. It's who your ideal client is. It's the products and the service and the experience that you provide. It is your voice. It is your colors, your fonts, your website, your social media. And again, it all comes back to your why as well. So that is how you can create a brand. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Girl Means Business podcast, all about finding your voice and finding your style and finding your brand. Again, I gave you some homework assignments, so make sure that you are taking notes, that you are going through those assignments. And again, if you have questions or you want help or guidance or feedback, hop over to the Girl Means Business Facebook group. Just search on Facebook for Girl Means Business and ask in there, post your websites, post your questions for feedback. Guys, I'm more than happy to help. And I know that our amazing group of women are there to help as well. Also, don't forget if you have not subscribed, please do so now so that you get updated every time a new episode goes live. 
And I've always, I love feedback. I want to hear from you. So leave me a review. Let me know what you think of these episodes, what you're loving, what you want more of, and what you want less of. And as always, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy lots of turkey, lots of pie, and family and friends. And I will see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye, guys. If you loved today's episode, don't forget to click the subscribe button so you never miss when a new episode goes live. Then head over to iTunes and leave a quick review to let other people know just how much you loved it. Thanks, ladies. See you next week.